When Abby was seven years old, she went in to get her tonsils removed, and the specialist that was helping her found out that she had the same characteristics of those who have 22Q. That was the first indication for Amy that her daughter, who is a paternal twin, may have 22Q. I'm so honored to introduce you to a mother and daughter duo, Abby and Amy. Welcome to the 22Q podcast. My name is Becky White, and today I'm very excited to have Abby and Amy on with us. They are going to share their 22Q journey and what it has been like throughout Abby's life. So please, Abby, introduce yourself, where you live, and what do you enjoy? Hi, my name is Abby, and uh, I live in Florida with my mom, and I I like to crochet and just be creative. <laughs> How long have you been crocheting? Uh, about a year. I can only do like um, a blanket and like one animal, but. <laughs> How did I you start been, crocheting? I've just been like practicing like one animal, like a bee. That's like the only animal I can make. So <laughs> yeah. It's more than what I can do because I have no skill in crocheting at all. And Amy, do you have, do you enjoy crocheting as well? Was this a shared passion? Please introduce yourself as well. Hi, yeah, I'm Amy. I'm Abby's mom. No, I, I do not crochet. You used to knit. I knitted scarves. Yes, that ago. was about it. <clears throat> now that's, I think Abby just took that upon herself. Yeah. Um, um, I think you looked online and. Yeah, it was like during the studied pandemic. I started. Great. Well, down in Florida, you guys are living. Whereabouts in Florida? In Central Florida. Central Florida. Central Florida. <laughs> nice. Well, Abby, I'd love to hear a little bit more about you. Where do are you currently working? What are you doing nowadays? Um, I am doing a part-time job as a clothes sorter, and it's been great. I've been liking it a lot. So you've been a clothes sorter. That's great. What other interests do you have? What do you enjoy? What makes you happy? Uh, I love to read and learn about history. <laughs> I'm a big nerd especially um, World War II history. So I'd love to hear about your 22Q journey and how it began. And Okay, yeah, because we didn't find out about 22Q until later on. So Abby is a twin, a fraternal twin. And from day one, there were some struggles. Like, like well, it was acid reflux coming out of her nose basically every day. And so we had a lot of issues with feeding and keeping her weight up. Um, and then as she grew, there were, there started, to, we just started to see speech delays and um, fine gross motor delays and, uh, and walking. Well, yeah, especially, especially walking. comparing to her twin who was doing everything textbook <laughs> average, but um, with the doctor, we had assessments and um, she, she started to get speech therapy and physical therapy and, um, that helped and she went on to preschool with her sister and kindergarten doing really well early on and then when you were about seven she needed to have her adenoids removed mm-hmm. or no tonsils it was my tonsil or and they were trying to keep the adenoids in yeah. and it just so happened that the doctor doing that procedure had studied with oh was it Sprenson? Spr- I don't remember. the the doctor who discovered 
the who named the um the disorder <laughs> i think wow really he had worked with him he had interned with him and he noticed the structural differences in abby's throat area and suspected that she might have and he called it vcfs that was when we um went what? <laughs> and, and looked it up and freaked out and <laughs> went to the genetic specialist he got the um genetic testing done and it confirmed so at that point was when we started the journey of knowing uh, previously all of the struggles she had why she had those struggles and then what may be to come so it helped arm us with everything we needed to to do to advocate for her you know to to succeed so that's and, when it started when she was seven and amy when you got that diagnosis were you, what was your reaction out. <laughs> we, well, her, her dad and I were, were sad. We were worried because in a way it was a relief to know, okay, that's why that, you know, she's had the, some of these struggles that explains it. But then when we looked at the list of all of the potential issues that come along with the disorder, um, that was a little, that yeah. uh, made us I mean, a little anxious. And then we learned pretty quickly after it was a little bit of a grief process, I would say, just like, oh, how much is our daughter going to struggle and how, how's her life going to be? And but I'm an educator. Her dad is a school psychologist and now a behavior analyst. And we I feel like we were. Um, it helped us to be more armed and ready to do whatever we needed to do for, yeah, for her. So, um, yeah. Did you have a little tiny sense of through that grief also having a little bit of like sort of relief in a way, finally getting an answer or something? Yes. Yeah, that was, it was good to know. I'm glad I knew because I knew that I was struggling. I was like, what's wrong with me? <laughs> and I'm just, I was thankful you know, that you mm -hmm. guys tell me. Yeah. yeah. And Abby, when you, when did you feel like you started to get a grasp on it and understand it? Like, do you remember that moment? Um, I think it was, I was seven, like you said, and, um, I think I was just angry at something because I, I knew that I had trouble with like fixing things or like taking something apart. And I just remember getting angry one day and then my parents sat me down and they told me that I had 22Q and it made a lot more sense <laughs> in a way. And yeah. Yeah. And Amy, when you finally got the diagnosis, did, were you then sent to other specialists? Tell me about that. What happened next? Well, we did go to, we brought Abby to Syracuse um, to see the, well, I'm, I'm having to dig back now because it's been 13 years. <laughs> the specialist and they did a series of tests and things to you know to yeah. um i remember going to syracuse but mm -hmm. i don't know why i barely remember the well the first time we went to syracuse was to learn more about yeah. Yeah. 22q and and they it seemed like it was more research based up there what they were doing you know we didn't really i don't remember getting a lot of answers necessarily for things but we did discover that one of her speech issues was because of the pharyngeal flap um 
that and so there was uh it was recommended to we brought her back up to syracuse to the specialist that did the, perform that surgery um to fix that and that helped her speech yeah. and how old was she for that surgery yeah i think you were eight we moved pretty quickly on things as soon as we got the diagnosis and really tried to figure things out and see what what we could do to help yeah. and then we learned pretty quickly how 22q has these stages of you know the first several years are the physical manifestations you know and then the, and then the educational stuff kicks in and you start to you handle those situations you just handle everything as it comes and we've dealt with some minor mental health issues yeah. in her teen years so anxiety definitely anxiety oh, I still have it, but. <laughs> yeah but, uh, anxiety is a common with, one so dealing with whether or not she had a diagnosis we were just treating every symptom you know and finding specialists we needed for everything so it was a, it was helpful to know there was a diagnosis you know and there's a name for it but um and i think abby is just now recently really coming to grips with the i'm like i kind of bragged about it it's like i have 20 well acceptance maybe acceptance of it yeah as she's becoming an adult yeah. and and uh, I'm glad, I'm glad for that. Yeah. And Abby, what has brought on that acceptance, that sort of quality of being proud that this is me, I have 22Q. What has brought that on, you think? Uh, I don't, I guess it makes me feel better about myself because I used to be ashamed of having 22Q, but as I grew older and did more research about it um it made me feel good like I'm unique I'm cool <laughs> so it made you feel cool it made you feel like you were part of a group and you're proud of it which is awesome because you should be because you are a part of a 22q family that's massive and worldwide and you're important thank you for sharing that um after your uh, pharyngeal flap surgery. Were there any other things that needed to get taken care of when you were younger? Mainly just learning, like getting help at school, and tutoring. Yep, yeah. Tell me about school. What was school like for you? Uh, it was tough. <laughs> I had a hard time fitting in and understanding people. I think that was the main struggle. And I guess understanding myself too and why I'm so different <laughs> but yeah. what subjects did you enjoy <laughs> um, I liked English I always remember liking English a lot and are you a writer as well uh I try to be <laughs> I just haven't <laughs> written anything down I've been outlining my ideas and it's just I don't know I need to be in that mode to yeah. write something down <laughs> And I know it's been a while since you've been in school, but what helped you in school? Were there any sort of techniques you use with studying? Were there anything, any teachers that were fantastic? What helped? Um, mostly my, te my teachers were great. They were understandable. Um, we were able to, them. <laughs> we were able to get her into um, the Catholic school system, private schools with smaller classroom settings and with the hope of more one-on-one -on -one and um, because even if she qualified for an ESE classroom we didn't she's always been 
perfectly behaved at school. And so it ended up, I think, being pretty good deal for, I mean, it wasn't fun, uh, but the thought of her being in a huge high school, like with her twin, uh, we thought would be too overwhelming and and not get the services maybe that because the ESE teachers were busier dealing with a lot of behavior problems than the sweet quiet child who's willing to learn <laughs> so, <And shy. laughs> so she was in regular classrooms in the private schools and we were able to get um, scholarship money even from the Florida scholarship program because of the other health impaired diagnosis, I think was that the 22Q was on the list, I believe as something that, but that was something that through the years, you know, we've seen the awareness grow even over the last 13 years, you know, how doctors were like, what? I've never heard of that. A lot of times 13 years ago. Yeah. So. yeah. How, Amy, how has it been for you on this journey of 22Q and having to advocate for Abby? What has that been like for you? Um, I, that's a good question. I mean, it, it's, I've been- It's different every day. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm trying to think of how to answer that. I just, I'm her mom and her dad and I just, we're gonna do what we need to do no matter what <laughs> for our children. So, so there hasn't really been I wouldn't say there were struggles with with that, and I, I think it her it helped that Abby has been able to. Um, what am I trying to say? She's she's just always been so sweet. <laughs> Try to be <laughs> and respectful, and you know, and I I think that we were really that I don't know. Sorry, I'm kind of lost on that one. No, it's fine. <laughs> and Amy, Amy, being that Abby's 20 years old. And say a new mom is listening to this that just recently got diagnosed. What advice do you have for them? Uh, I don't research too much because it can be scary. <laughs> but I definitely, I have found it helpful when I did find out about it to do some research. And I tried to join a group. And But um, you have to figure, figure out what you need, I think. You know, I, I, everyone has different ways of coping with it I don't know I'm I'm all about talking with people and learning and not feeling alone in the situation so I would I would recommend that (laughs) yeah finding a community that can help you and rely on Mm -hmm. yeah and what has for for Abby um what you know if there's other individuals living with 22Q that have 22Q listening to this podcast, what kind of advice do you have for them as a 20 year old and having gone through a lot? What, what advice do you want to give them? Uh, don't be afraid to ask. <laughs> it might sound scary at first, but as you grow older and learn more about it, um, <laughs> it might not be as scary as you think but everyone's different so yeah I can't really speak for everyone but (laughs) just take your time and just see how it goes (laughs) it's a great attitude great great way to look at it and if you Abby if you could go back in time to say when you were in school and it was really challenging and you may have been frustrated with your 22Q. 
What would you say to yourself if you could go back in time to your younger self? What would you mm-hmm. say to yourself to encourage that that younger Abby? Um, even though you have 22Q, you're still going to graduate. <laughs> and it might be hard at first, but just keep on fighting. And cool. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's great. That's great. And for you, Amy, um, if you could go back in time to when you got the diagnosis and you weren't sure of what 22Q was, what would you tell yourself back then? It's going to be okay. Yeah. (laughs) It's going to be okay. Yeah. And what sort of, for both of you, are there any struggles that your family and friends or acquaintances might not see or understand? And if so, what are those? Well, I think the, the social skills have been a struggle through the years. I think others that don't know her well might read her facial expressions wrong and think that she's being rude or or something, you know, when she's or upset, upset, but she's, it's nothing. And then, and the same goes for you reading other people's emotions. And although you're very deep, she's a very deep person (laughs) and very thoughtful and um, intuitive about stuff. But sometimes I don't think she misses some uh, social cues. For sure. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> yeah. No, it's a good one. It's people just don't know. Mm-hmm. And what Abby, what are your hopes and dreams for the future? Keep up, keep on working. <laughs> um, maybe finish a screenplay and see where that goes. <laughs> and nice. I do hope to travel more, be more adventurous. <laughs> If you had ample amount of money, where would you want to go? Egypt, for sure. It's such a touristy place, but just the history there is so cool. Yeah, that would be amazing. That's a good And for your Amy, you know, if you had to use one word to describe Abby, what would it be? Sweet. (laughs) Inside and out, just all the time. (laughs) Try. <laughs> and you know, Abby, what keeps you going? What sort of things you do you do? What music do you listen to? What is it that helps you when you're kind of in a bad mood and you might not be feeling the day? What helps you get out of that funk? Mm, I like rewatching one of my favorite shows or um just listen to YouTube <laughs> or like just um any kind of music but maybe queen or yeah <laughs> some really good ones there i like yeah. it <laughs> have you always been a queen and youtube fan yeah my dad got me into youtube he's like a huge fan of them so <laughs> nice nice and for abby if anyone is listening that has 22Q, say you're on a stage, this is your stage and you're in front of the entire world. What do you want people to know about 22Q, living with 22Q that you wish you could tell the world? What would that be? 
it's different for everyone. Like some cases are not as severe when, and some are. So just take that in mind. <laughs> and same question for you, Amy, what would you want to tell the world about your amazing daughter, Abby and 22Q if you could? Well, I'm very proud of her for how strong she is and tough. I'm actually thinking it might, the one word to describe her should be tough too, not just sweet <laughs> because she's been through a lot of surgeries and poking and prodding with doctors and really evaluations scary. and, you know, just the struggles in school and yeah. making friends and everything. But yet she still gets up and she keeps trying mm -hmm. and uh, I'm very proud of that attitude. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's wonderful. Abby, you sound amazing. <laughs> Keep it up, girl. <laughs> Doing good things. You had mentioned in a previous email, you're interested in comic book writing. Is that right? Uh, mostly screenwriting, actually. Screenwriting. Yeah. Okay. And what sort of genre do you like the best, like for screenwriting? I guess like historical or um, maybe comedy, like dark comedy, fantasy. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah. Were there any more findings with Abby's 22Q that were shocking at first. Scoliosis. <laughs> right. When yeah. the, the middle school age, I think it is. Uh, 2016. When you first got diagnosed with scoliosis yeah. and went to the specialist and we tried the, the you brace. tried the oh, brace, <laughs> having to wear it to school. I felt like I was wearing a corset. <laughs> a corset. <laughs> It was, and, and uh, trying to keep that on as much as possible to see if that would help straighten the spine, um, but they were not successful. So her dad actually found a renowned, world renowned, I believe, surgeon in Philadelphia at the shop, Children's the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia, and where they also have a center, I believe, for 22Q. Yeah, and awesome. yeah, and then. Um, so she had the spinal fusion surgery there and, um, um, yeah. And so tell me like with the spinal surgery, what did, well, first of all, the vest or the brace they put on you, was that heavy? Do you um, remember it being heavy or it just uncomfortable? Well, I like digged into my arm. Oh, it was hard to sit down. So, yeah. And how long did you have to wear uh, a few months, um, several months. Several I, mean, months. I thought it was yeah. a whole school year, even at, at least. Wow. So like you really forever. gave it a good go yeah. before going, <laughs> wow. And they then, so you went down to chop and they did the surgery. And what was that like? What was the recovery? like? Oh, that was a big ordeal. That was hard. Yeah, it was a very long <laughs> surgery, although they were wonderful there. It was hard for you. Right. But they were up, they were very good at that hospital to update yeah. Dad and I about, you know, the progress of the surgery because it was what six hours six long. Hours long. <laughs> yeah. So that was a scary time, but um Yeah, mine was like a, a full back surgery. So mm -hmm. <laughs> but your recovery was it was long. Yeah. It was and and I think uh, Abby's had she had a hard time 
post recovery just with um, being afraid to move. Yeah. <laughs> and Especially lifting my arms up. Right. So we tried oh. physical therapy and, but it helped a little bit. And then the pandemic kicked in. So th- there's been a lot of inactivity. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but so when was the spine yeah. surgery? 2017. Was it six years ago? Now? Yeah, it was like summer. Almost six years. Yeah. And so, yeah. the, how long were you in the hospital after? A week. At least Two four. Weeks. I think it was no. It was four, four nights and five oh, nights. Okay. Yeah. I believe yeah. it was a good amount of time. I just remember watching the same movie or same <laughs> movies. I all yeah. <laughs> but it went well. It was successful. How is your back now? Uh, it's pretty good. Um, there are still like numb parts in my in a few areas where they did the numbing for, but. I've been able to walk around and do a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah, normal work, um, normal activities. You don't have any restrictions. No, thankfully. <laughs> That's wonderful. I'm so glad. That's great. Well, I'm glad it's doing well. Do you have repeat yearly checkups on it? Yearly x-rays? Mm, it's been a while. No, not anymore. <laughs> That's great. Weird. Yeah. But have you found that many of the doctor visits have gone down as you've gotten older? Thankfully. <laughs> Come to think of it, yes, but it's true. Except like blood testing for like calcium. And well, just your annual, annual physical oh, okay. and <laughs> checking levels. She does have low vitamin D. Yeah. So we, she takes a vitamin D supplement. Great. That's good. I'm glad things are going well. Well, Abby and Amy, thank you so much for sharing your story with me today. And you know, good luck with all your writing and keep at it. Can't wait to read something one day that you write one of your screenplays. So keep at it. And I didn't, I just want to say thank you for being on today. Well, thank Thank you you. for having us and thank you for doing what you do. My pleasure. I enjoy it very much. And these stories need to get out there. So to raise awareness, but thank you again. Right. Abby and Amy, thank you so much for sharing your story with me today. And to Abby, thank you for just being willing to share your journey with 22Q and continue being the positive, sweet person that you are. And Amy, continue to be the amazing mother and role model that you are. Thank you again. And to our listeners, thank you for liking, following, and sharing our podcast. When you do that, you are helping to raise awareness about 22Q. And if there's anyone that would like to reach out to me, you can email me at 22QPodcast at gmail.com with any questions or concerns, or if you'd like to be on the podcast, feel free to reach out. And until next time, 22Q family, never forget that you are not alone.